You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. We return for our fourth series. Who would have thought we'd got this far, eh? I'm joined by John and Chris. All right, guys? Evening. Good evening. <laughs> is it the fourth series? I think so, Because eh? do we count the World Cup as a series? Oh, well, that was just like two podcasts and we... then we never ever finished Aye. it. So. Aye. But I, unfortunately, I couldn't make the, the second one of that, but I managed to listen in. I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed being uh, described as a drug dealer. <laughs> for that. Way to please. Aye, aye, but I want to make sure that everyone knows I'm not a drug dealer. I just have two phones. Yeah. <laughs> a crappy Nokia, which does get a signal at Glastonbury, and a, a normal phone that normal people have. But aye, uh, the World Cup, I suppose, was a, a good starting point for the, the podcast this evening. I didn't get to see a lot of it, unfortunately. I got to see a lot of the group stages, but then after that, I had Glastonbury, then I was on holiday, and then Tina Parks, so I missed the final. Uh, it just didn't really work out for me to watch a lot of that. So it's, it's really over to you, you two, really, to, to discuss the, the latter stages because we did have that second podcast. Yeah, well, I think like... you've seen the best, but it's not, not that the, the knockout stages were bad. They just didn't live up to the to the same level that the, the group stages had had. Aye, because mine, the group stages was averaging like three goals a yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it came to the knockout stages, it was, aye, some of that was quite dire. Apart from Germany smashing Brazil, that was brilliant. That was, that was the game. Oh, I managed to see that. Oh, uh, I think that's a kind of game that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Uh, I tried it's... to get my son to watch a bit of it uh, as I was seeing the goals flying in and I was trying to explain to him, he's only seven and he's not really into football, but I'm trying to tell him, look, watch this. Watch this. When you're older, you'll, you'll hopefully remember this. It, it was unbelievable almost. It was even better watching it while a bunch of, on holiday and there was a lot of English folk. And they were obviously raging every time a Germany goal went in, <laughs> raging. No happy at all. And then when it came to the final, Germany, Argentina, I don't think they knew who to support because obviously they detest both of them. It could kind of be a bit of bitterness when it comes to football. Aye, exactly. So, uh, well, Germany won it, probably fully deserved, I think. Aye, from what I see, I know, yes, they were the best team in the yeah, I didn't see the final. Didn't see the final, so I can't comment on that. But, but other than that, yeah, I, I like their style. I like that they play without a traditional striker, eh, other than when Closer was playing. But I, I just like that style. I like as as a defender, I don't know how to deal with it if you're constantly switching and you're const- you're getting confused as to who you're actually meant to be marking. I, I just I think that's a, an exciting way to to approach football nowadays. Moving away from the the old school two up top that and the left winger right winger that just doesn't move at all, doesn't move about. Aye, we went we went far off with the predictions, but we went for Argentina to win it, didn't we? Uh, aye, I think we had Argentina Brazil in the final as opposed to Argentina Germany, so wasn't bad. But then what what happened to that top goal for a bit? I mean, who who said Aguero? I was I was actually more gutted about Thomas Miller being a goal away for it because I had aye. money in him as well, so. But obviously, obviously like Aguero was on so, a charity so. bet, so I should be more gutted about that. But. And it was never coming to pass. I had, had twenty pound on him, twenty pound on him, Chris. And the reason I did that is because I was going to get a five or three bet every time Aguero scored a goal. What a waste of money that was. <laughs> Look, he's new self so you know. Got, so, so you uh, got a zero. Yep. Aye. I, I can't imagine many folk had James Rodriguez, the finish top scorer, even in Colombia. I think in Colombia they'd have probably been betting one of the strikers. He scored more. Uh, I, I, he scored something like only nine goals in the French League last season. And then he scored six, six goals in the World Cup in five games. I think he's the guy that's going to stand out from that tournament. He's, there's always one player that, that jumps out from, I'm going to say obscurity, but that's because I don't know a lot of European football and, and French football. So he jumped out of obscurity for me. But I think he's the name, the, the big name. And then he got the big money transfer. I've seen pictures of him lying in a the medical room. I don't know why they tweet pictures like that. It's just silliness. I don't want to see somebody <laughs> with hooked up. I'm sure he had heart monitor on him and stuff like that with thumbs up, whatever. Oh, I'm just saying that. I think as far as the final goes, though, uh, Higuain's going to be haunted by that miss for the rest of his life. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, the, the one he put in the net, okay, fair enough, he was offside, but the, the miss before it was just... He didn't even work a keeper. It was just honking. I was at Tina Park, and there was, there was a, a girl, a, a German fan, was up on somebody's shoulder waving a flag, and but we're all trying to work out, all desperately trying on our phones, working out what the score was, but, you know, at Tina Park's, like, for data signal, there's just nothing there. So oh, especially in your Nokia. <laughs> No, I took my normal phone this time. Oh, did you? Aye, oh aye. Aye, I was trying to be down with the kids so I could uh, get on Snapchat and Instagram all that <laughs> shit. Oh, that's a first swear word. Right, well done, Craig. Well first, on. first swear word of the, swear word of the season. Straight in there. Straight in there, aye. Right, we'll move on for the World Cup. So basically because, I, as I said, I've not really seen a lot of the latter stages. Aye, it was ages ago and all. We've and... had a couple more games since then. I know. I know. We've we'll, we'll moved on. And well, even during the World Cup, we had games domestically. Uh, should it be called domestically? Because it was featuring Aberdeen. Uh, 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 kind of domestically, kind of in Europe. Aye, but Aberdeen were playing. Was it in the quarterfinals? Was it bef- just before the quarterfinals they started? I think off, it was yeah. the third of July. I think. Oh, was the no, maybe before that even. But anyway, oh, no, anyway, they th- did. Third of, third of July, it was. Aye. Basically, they they swan through that round easily. Eight uh, nil. Did you go to the game at all, John? No, I was in Egypt, so I was, Egypt at the time. Aye, but I was keeping up with the scores and all that and stuff like that off the kind of one of the boys in the supporters club, and then as well we found out that Goodwillie had signed as well, so found that out when I was over there, and actually right up with Sheepy, one of the boys from the forum. Aye, that was. I was in Egypt. Surprise when I seen that picture. That's good. That's so good we kept partner. we kept that one quiet. We thought. Um, so I met with him, um, but then the day I got back from Egypt, I went to the home match against Groningen. So I got back about when did I get back? I get back and I got back home about nine o'clock in the morning, and then that was me. I slept for a few hours and then went up to Aberdeen for the home game. That was a bit disappointing, but I finished in 0-0. Uh, but then the return leg over there, brilliant, two 0 up, uh, and then obviously they pulled the goal back. And at that point, I thought, oh no, here we go. But it might have climbed on. Hold Aye. on. I mean, it was always a way goal. Uh, was in your favour by that point. So it was, uh, he started in R2, but I think once you pull one back, he got a wee bit edgy. Aye. But it shows how good a result it was. Groningen played Aston Villa the other day, and Groningen won 4 1. Really? Nice. So, aye. So they're no. But to be honest, I didn't think they were that great aside when I seen them in either game. For a spell, when they got back to 2 1 in the, over in Holland, they had a good spell, but I don't think we ever looked in danger. Um, but then Thursday then obviously against Real Sociedad we never looked like scoring um, Real Sociedad had the majority of the ball probably could have won by more than two goals folk are saying I maybe we've got a chance of going through but usually I'm optimistic but I can't I can't see us doing anything I suppose if we nah. could if we could win 2-0 maybe take an extra time maybe that's about, about the best I think we could do we're not going to beat them by three goals Um I think most teams in Spain, I think they would struggle to beat them by three Aye, goals. I, I, think, I think it's asking a lot to turn around that result for. Like, Real Sociedad are a good team. So, I mean, to lose only 2 0 in Spain was actually a pretty good result. I thought. Aye. So, well, I, for that, I, think but... beat, I think they beat Barcelona last year 3 1. So, um, that shows how good a side they are. I know, they, I know Griezmann wasn't playing the other night and then Vela wasn't playing, but even without that, they had a good quality side. They fall into the name Mugs category, that's certain. <laughs> Aye, but I would say that I would say the draw we got for that was tougher than the the draw that Celtic got in the qualifying for the Champions League. Aye, well, obviously with Reykjavik first, they were rotten and we struggled to beat them one 0 in the first leg. It was a bit easier at Murrayfield in the second leg. It was four uh, 0 but their defence was honking. The goalkeeper was dodgy. We probably should have beat them by more than we did, and then we got the the leg of Warsaw draw, which when it came out at the time, I thought. Well, we, we we scraped by teams that weren't quite as good as Legia last year, the likes of uh, Elfsburg and uh, Shakhtar Karagandy. But little did I know how just how bad it was going to be in the first leg. With a, well, I mean, it didn't even start. It started pretty well. Obviously, us getting a away goal pretty early in the game. We thought, oh, we're on to a, a bit of a winner here. But we lost the equaliser so quickly and then... Lost a second goal, which is through poor defending what the first goal was, and F.A. Ambrose had a stupid one, he got himself sent off. He thought maybe if we could hang on to 2-1, we'll still get a chance, and then, of course, we binned that and all. Conceding our two late goals, they missed two penalties. 
So, and again, it could beat four one. It could easily have been six one, and we definitely be. Yeah. So now we're looking at pretty much just well, we're pretty much the same position as Aberdeen. To be honest, we need to get them home, even though it's not home because it's Murrayfield. We need to yeah. beat them with three clear goals and hope they don't score. Maybe what you could do is just not tell like your worst or what's happening. Keep the rugby post up and say, look, it's a game of rugby for the thing. Like. <laughs> no, we need. We, what we should do is get the GAA uh, like posts shipped over because they look like rugby posts, but they've got a goal underneath them. <laughs> so yeah. we could just play the goal and they put it in the post. Go, what are you for? An early goal would an early goal would give the the kind uh, of thing that's see essential. because of what happened in the first leg. I reckon we need two early goals because we got an early goal in the first leg and immediately bend it. Now if that happens in this game, we're out. Yeah. I think it's that Ch- simple. Trying to be a bit. Trying to be a crowd, or do you think? I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be hard to judge because uh, I don't think many people fancied the trip there and back last time, but a lot of them made it because it was free on the season ticket. This time we're being charged right. twenty quid a ticket. No, I suppose twenty quid is not it's too not, bad. It's not bad, bad, but it's twenty quid. You've got a trip through to Edinburgh. Plus a trip through Edinburgh, aye. Aye. So it's a I game of the, the people. I think a lot of fans will stay away after what I was hearing about the trams. It didn't sound very well organised. I know that they. They managed to get on some extra trams near the end, but I've heard the queues of over an hour at the tram stop, and that's fine if it's good weather. That's fine if it's a nice summer's day, summer's evening, which yeah. it was. But people don't, you don't want to be doing that if you've got work the next morning. Because it's, well, for me, even if I get a clear run away from Ibrox, I'm still back maybe half ten, maybe close to 11 o'clock. So I, I can't afford to be left hanging around. When I've got when it's a school night and I've got work the next yeah, day. Yeah, well, I mean I can confirm it was a, it was about an hour in that tram uh, queue because I was in it. Because uh, we'd parked out towards uh, the the west of the city, the kind of Gail Ingleson kind of end, and we got mm-hmm. the tram in. The tram in was fine. It was it was it was, it was quiet enough. And it got you right up to Murrayfield, but then you were waiting about for a while. The trams didn't seem to be coming with much regularity. They did later on. It's was almost as if we caught them out, which is a bit odd because. I thought at first it was the first sort of big event they'd had at Murrayfield since the tram started up, but I'm told they'd had a couple of uh, concerts at Murrayfield already, like One Direction, and apparently that was almost as bad with the mayhem. How was the trams for you, John, for One Direction? It's <laughs> <laughs> you that likes One Direction, you've seen them at, what was that thing you were at? Radio 1, big weekend, you're right, I did. Aye, so get that Right down the front as well. <laughs> Aye. Harry, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> By the home legs on Wednesday yeah. night. So are you going? Yeah, I, I've got a ticket, so I'll be there. I, I think I'll be there in hope Good. rather more than expectation. But um, I, I, I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, we, we had to get the 3 0 against Caragandy and we've done that. But my concern is Legia are a, better, a much better team. I mean, what I said earlier, we didn't play a team as good as Legia at all last season until we got to the group stages. Like, uh, their strike force is good. They seem to want to play in a counter-attack, which will suit them with the, the lead they've got already. Our defence hasn't been too great. Certainly didn't look too great uh, and last week. And then where the reserves we've got didn't exactly do too great at the weekend. They were 6-1 gobbing off Spurs. So, I just, he's talking about too happy with that, are they? No, apparently it was because we sent the B team. Well, what do you expect? Did, go off first to play? Did you really think we were going to send the first team? Manchester, so. But then the Spurs team didn't look too strong from the first It was stronger than our, our team, that was for sure. I agree with that, yes. Yeah. But I, I don't think you can complain about that. It's a, it's a pre-season friendly. If you don't like who turns up, tough. Aye. Yeah. So, uh, away from Celtic and Aberdeen, St. Johnson are in Europe and they, they faced Luzerne in the, the second qualifying round. And, well, we all know that St. Johnson are my big team. Aye. Yeah. So, I went to see them. I uh, went to McDermott Park and I tweeted the official St. Johnson account prior to the game and asked them, look, what's the pie? What's the special <laughs> pie for tonight? And they, they replied back and they left me in suspense until half five uh, and it ended up being nearer six o'clock by the time they eventually tweeted it. But it was steak and chorizo Hooray. pie. So I was loving it. So I, I didn't have my dinner that evening. Went and we, <laughs> we went pretty early, so we managed to get a couple of pints. And uh, is it Muirton Suite? Aye, probably. Named after the old stadium. So I had a couple of pints and then managed to get a steak and chorizo pie. It was it was as good as I'd hoped. Was I'd it worth it? get it again. How much was it? Oh, how much was it? Oh, oh, that's a good question. It would have been under two fifty. But to be honest, I didn't pay for it because the guy I went with he he bought it for me. He knew oh, how excited I, I was why. about this pie. Is that how it went? 
Is that why you went bored as well? About being three pound a pint because he was buying. Oh no, no, he wasn't buying the pints. It was just that oh, pie, right. just a pie. It was good. I was I was quite impressed with St Johnson going through because Lucerne were a, a very good, a technically good side. There was a, a couple of very good players they had, and St Johnson were penned back for most of it. So it was really good to see them go through and against in a penalty shootout where there was, I think there was only one penalty that was saved and that was it. Every other penalty, especially for Lucerne, was right in either side netting or roof of the net. It was. Really good, really good penalties apart from the one that was saved. So uh, it was good to see St Johnson going through and uh, unfortunately I think that the third round is as far as they'll go because they didn't get a very good result. Uh, lost 2-1 from the home leg. I didn't bother going this time to make them at Park but uh, I think it's going to be a bit much for St Johnson to go away and recover from that. But to to get through, the, the second round was pretty good for a, a club like St Johnson and to get in Europe. Uh, even if they'd went out in the second round, I think the, the fans would have been chuffed because they're on a wee bit of a run that, that uh, long-term St Johnson fans are probably not used to, even though I think that's three seasons in a row they've been in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's still a relatively new thing for them. So, Aye, uh, it's a shame because it looks like all, all three squad, well, although well, obviously they kind of played and they went out, but it looks like all four will be able to qualify now, but at least Celtic will get the, the backup. Yeah, they'll drop into the parachute in the playoff round for the Europa League. League. Then, there's nothing guaranteed uh, won't face even... a team just as good as Liga Warsaw than that. Aye, yeah. well, I, I don't know, I'd imagine will Celtic not be seeded? Should be, yeah. I would think for that, but then I could still end up getting a good, a good team. I think it's worth giving Motherwell a mention for the way that they, they went away and put in a, a really good effort to take the tie to extra time because Motherwell don't have a history of scoring. No, no, away no. from home no. in Europe. Wait, hang on. And no, I think Motherwell had these maybe the easiest time. Aye, and they, they screwed it up. They because did. let's face it, never ever let Stuart McCall walk a dog. They are, he is rubbish at holding on to a lead. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I agree that they, they lost it at home. But to go away from home and get two goals from Motherwell, it's not the kind of thing that I'm expecting from them over based on the last few seasons. So credit to them for that. And it was a, a bit of a wonder strike. To win it an extra yeah, time, I don't know. It was a cracking it. finish, to be fair. There's no real criticism of the, the quality with the goal they won it for them, but it's still it's disappointing to have had delayed so many times in that tie. To have conceded no fewer than three penalties, all of them Keith Lasley. So much for the, the housewife's favourite, as Greg calls him. Oh, Greg, Greg's a big fan. Uh, he's, got, he's got a poster up in his wall. Aye. I think, I think if you asked a lot of Motherwell fans about Europe, they would probably say, I don't even want to play in it. Because I know three three seasons in a row they've got knocked yep. out. They play they played one get well obviously two legs but and they've just got knocked out straight away. At least they seen the team score some uh, goals this season. That's some improvement. Yep. Yeah. I don't think Greg went to the the home leg. He just wasn't a fuss because he wasn't too happy about the pricing because they announced the pricing before they they announced the draw. So he didn't like that at all. And he's tight as well. I can Greg. understand it all because oh, mother Greg himself has said that mother will. I've had a bit of losing money with these ties, so I'm not surprised there's been a day with it. But on the other hand, you can't really fault Mullable for then wanting to charge for it. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe that's us for the, the European games that's taking place before the, the season preview podcast. Aye, yeah. But we've almost done as well with the European. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even checked Ho- off hope, uh, Hopefully that's Monday when we speak again. Maybe one of them will go through. Maybe. But Celtic will definitely go through. I'll put my money uh, on Celtic that. Celtic will be a draw. Yeah. Uh, definitely. What draw? I don't They'll definitely go through a next round <laughs> of the European competition. Aye. Aye so uh, domestically we had, and I mean domestically, domestically this time, not domestically in so Europe. Teams playing domestically, domestically. Teams. <laughs> Aye. We've had the, the Challenge Cup, or as it's now known as the Petrofac Training Cup. Yeah. Which is a terrible <laughs> I think name. I it's the Harry Petrofac. <laughs> yes, aye. It's worse than the, the Ramsden's Cup. It's, it's worse than the, the B&Q right. Cup. It's, it's just, you can't call it the training cup. Well, we, that makes it sound as if... <laughs> we just call it the Didier Cup. The Didier Cup, aye. That's what we'll do. We'll call it the Didier Cup. So in the Didier Cup, we've already had the first round, minus a, a few of the big boys, because Rangers versus Hibs is taking place tomorrow night because Rangers, uh, well, because Ibrox was uh, the venue for the Rugby Sevens, the Commonwealth Games. Dunfermline against Wraith Rovers hasn't been played as well. To be honest, I couldn't tell you why. Uh, flooded. That there was, there was a, a massive sort of downpour. It was either just during the game or just before it or something. And it got the game scrubbed. Aye. Was it, 
So, summer football, hooray! <laughs> what, what, what big teams must out? What big teams now I've played then? No, they don't play in this tournament. Oh, you're kidding me, Owen. You're oh, kidding me. Aye. But hated there, John. You had me confused for a second there. How, how didn't come expect Har- it from you. How come Hamilton and Indeed are playing in it? No, it's a League Cup they were playing in. Aye, I know, but was it just because they only just got Yeah, promoted? the League Cup is always it's seeding, it's always a season behind for no apparent. It's not as if they don't know when they make the draw. <laughs> aye, so League Cup's been as well. League Cup first round. The thing is, it's all so early. Uh, before the season starts for real it's it's difficult for teams really to up their there's game no really, so there's not really there's not even been any shocks which is going to aye I was going to say that that's quite disappointing pretty boring so far but... oh. still got tomorrow night Rangers against what do you think Rangers might win it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure what they think but they're definitely favourites at the bookies unsurprisingly you get 3-1 if you're a new customer with McBookie on uh, Rangers winning yeah. it yep. that's a new customer that's, 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 a that's an enhanced bet I quite like this enhanced bet thing that gets your, your new customers. It's quite a good idea for me to book it. I don't know. I don't ah, think they're the only one that are doing it, is it? But certainly. You just need to have a few different bike accounts. Aye, that's it. And a, and a, lot, of e- a lot of email addresses. Yeah, some of them they don't like uh, even the, the same household. So Aye. you can't even get your wife or your, your, your brother or whatever to do it. <laughs> you stay with your wife and your brother? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same person. Getting that added to the blood post for the end of the season already. There we are. It's a good idea. It's just a shame that once you've joined, you're almost like a second class citizen for these kind of things. But McBookie does uh, give existing. Well, I was going to say, they, we had the existing. Uh, the Scottish customers were getting the. Uh, the double odds for the World Cup winner. Aye, that was pretty good. She going yeah. cost me. Aye, but... <laughs> aye, aye, don't be slagging off my bookie. They're the good guys. No, no, no. That was that was just a general comment on the. Aye, about general bookies. Aye, aye, aye. You saved yourself there. No, no, I'm not going to say anything bad about my bookie because my bookie is one of my preferred bookmaking sites for for all football and horse racing. One needs. of the only account I've got online. Yeah. Is it? If I'm, if I'm putting any bets on, it's my bookie. I've got a few because I opened up an account at Coral because they were offering something like 2-1 to one that Brazil were going to play their first game in yellow. Aye, I did that as well. Aye, so I thought that's worth a risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even, I even got, I, I've got an account with Coral, so I got my wife to sign up. <laughs> so I risked her money. Excellent, that's the best way to do it. That's somebody else's money. <laughs> Aye. Right, so that's us discussed... I think all the games. Just about. I mean, the, the Highland League and the Lowland League kicked off at the weekend as well. Because the uh, this, this is the interesting season now, because this is the season that should have the pyramid. Although I've never, I haven't seen that officially mentioned yet. Yep, I've not seen it either, Chris. I was hoping that you were going to fill me in, because as I was doing the prep, I was looking at uh, the potential of who's going to finish bottom of League 2, and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be exciting. But then there's been nothing no, mentioned. The, the, Nothing since last they season. Said, since they the said start of last season. Should be the season that's got the, the pyramid. But we'll wait and see because I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere along the line they go, oops, we forgot to do it. And we're Aye. it for the last season. They'll probably wait to see who's finishing bottom. So then somebody, nice. somebody's even threatened with finishing bottom of the uh, League 2 or throw a hassy fat or something. And that'll get scrubbed. But they should know. They should, they should be, be told now because they're started. Yep, they should be looking at the the budget for the coming season because I, I don't think there's, there's teams in there that don't want to be going down. Uh, I suppose you could say all of them don't want to go down, but there's teams in there that couldn't afford to go yeah. down. Uh, could potentially put them out of business, whereas there's teams that I think could survive, and I think it'd be a shame to see Queen's Park go down, but I think that they're one of the clubs that would survive going down because of their approach to the game, their amateur approach. Aye. See, if you look at the BBC website there, Lowland League basically doesn't exist. No, if you look at the results, it does. But other than that, it's no there mentioned at all. The Aye. BBC website's let me down. I was looking at the results and it doesn't mention things like the, the Challenge Cup. It doesn't mention the League Cup no. either results. It's really strange. It says it's not happened in the last seven days, so it's not going to tell you unless you click on the actual competition. Aye, the results. But I've done that and it's still not there. The, the BBC's just not very good. Maybe, maybe they're still yet to start the season. No, it was the same last season. It was the same last season. The, 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 the website's crap. It always comes up as well. Do you want to do a survey? I can't even be bored complaining because it's just geared towards English football. Yep. Well, it's we, a shame. It's a shame. But I was just because we, we probably Sorry. should mention that the Lowland League has been extended. 
because it's now Edinburgh University, and I thought it was Glasgow University, but it turns out it's BSC Glasgow, which uh, seems to stand for Broomhill Sports Club. Oddly, Aud- right. they don't play in Broomhill, they, po- they play in Postal Park. <laughs> mm, I'm, tra- I'm trying to see if the STB website's any better for any chart, but not Premiership, Championship, League One, League Two. Oh, Scottish football stops here. Aye, aye, it's a shame. And I mentioned it last season and in one of the preview podcasts that uh, even the official site for the Lowland League wasn't very helpful because I was trying to find out where Stirling University played their games. Because the obvious answer was Stirling University, but I don't think they did. I think they played at Fourth Bank. Right. And I couldn't find prices online either. So it's it's just not very well run. Oh, it's pretty poor. Yeah. Right, so... When we were discussing what we're going to do in the podcast here, I think the, the obvious thing to do would be to try and take a, a, a stab at who's going to win each league in Scotland in the, the, the top top four leagues and who's going to be relegated. And oh, we're doing relegation this way now. Oh, John, this is it's all guesses. It's all guesses. The, the only one that I'm really confident is the top tier. I think, I think I'm going to... Stick my neck out and say that Celtic are going to win the top tier. Ooh, that's, 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 that's a dodgy one. I tell you what, actually, on, I, apparently this. Hugh Keevans has already been pointed at saying that he thinks Celtic might not win the league this season. He thinks there's a chance. This is, this is off the back of the fact we get beat a couple of times this week. No, so what, so what, Chris? I'm not it, reading much. I suppose it depends. it depends how Delia settles. Aye, Delia. Is he going to be a is he going to be another Bob Janssen or is he going to be another John Barnes, Tony Moby? So what I've seen so far, I think he's going to do well. But I think he either needs the players that he's got to step up and start playing in those positions that he wants him to play in, or he's going to need a bit of clear the team out. Aye. And if not, if he can't do any of that, he's going to have to change his system. And I don't think he's capable of changing his system. I think he's, he's set out what he wants to play. Was it 4-3-3? Yeah. Play? yeah, he's just quite set in 4-3-3, which is pretty much the standard around Europe these days. That's, that's what everybody aye. seems to like playing. I don't know, it depends, no, depends what you call it, 4-5-1. Depends what you call it, aye. That's what is I was going to say, aye. Yes. We all know what the system is, but given it a name, uh, that differs between people, yeah, 4-3-3, 4-5-1. Uh, I find it can be 2-5-5, Celtic, depending on what your fullbacks are doing. Celtic are 1-66 at total score. Oh, see, 1-67 it should be. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> Aye, one to a hundred at Unibet. It's I, I just I can't, It's going to be a, a walk in a park for them. What about handicap betting? Is it any handicap betting in terms of plus thirty or whatever, or plus twenty and stuff like that? Oh, I'm not sure of the odds for that. I'm interested because uh, I mean, Celtic won the league with twenty nine points last season, so it'll be interesting to see what the handicap betting is if if, if anybody's doing it. Aye, there'll be someone doing it. Sure, I would imagine. Well, I think if we're looking at the top three, I don't really want to go further than that because I, I'm not very good at predicting uh, beyond the, the, the winner in that oh. league anyway. But I think Aberdeen for second and I think Motherwell for third. I think Aberdeen have got a good signing in Goodwillie. He, he failed to impress during his second spell at United. But I think I think he's, he's there, he's got something to prove. He signed a one-year deal and he knows that this is his chance really to put himself back in the shop window because if he doesn't perform here... He could be looking at a bottom six. I think his, no. this, uh, his career hinges on a good season. And I, I think he will. I think he will get a good season because I think Aberdeen's got a decent side. I think last season was a bit too soon for them. And uh, they showed it losing out in the, the last day of the season. But I think Aberdeen's second, Motherwell third for me. Aye. I think Motherwell will continue to do well. I can't, yeah, I can't see past it. I'll be interested to see how Dunn United got on this season because I think that's another season that Jackie McNamara's had under his belt with him. And, I mean, the thing is, they've lost yeah, uh, they've lost Gold yeah. and Robertson. Yeah, they've also lost Gunning, which is, uh, he's a bit erratic at times, but I think he's a very good defender. Yeah, he was good for, for a goal or two as well at times. So I, I think I'll be interested yep. to see how they react to that. But uh, yeah, I can't, I can't see past a, a Celtic Aberdeen Motherwell top three again. Yeah, so Motherwell have lost McFadden who was at times yeah. last year was a, uh, it wasn't that great but they've lost Hutchinson that's a ball they kept, they kept that's Manus they've and lost. lost Hutchinson so if they can find with Manus uh, another partner then that could probably help but. Uh, Anier has left yeah again I think he was a bit popular towards the end of the season um, but then they've got Ainsworth in a permanent deal yeah, that was a good, that's a good signing yeah. for him but there's no really as a, uh, in terms of it's been the usual more outgoings and ingoings, incomings. 
Yeah. I think Scotland generally. I mean, Celtic have only what signed Craig Gordon. Yeah. And the, uh, and that and that boy in loan that belt. Angle Jersey. belt, Humperdinck, whatever his name is. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> Aye, I think Celtic will, will get money to spend when they get rid of Forster. I think that's imminent now. Aye, I reckon. I, I reckon, yeah, I I, I reckon if Celtic go to the Champions League, he will be away very quickly shortly after that. And Van Dyke as well. <sighs> to be honest, I'm not that fussed about Van Dyke. I know that's right, controversial, but... A bit, a bit ropey. I've heard he's looked ropey in Europe. He's always looked ropey in Europe for the, the first time he set foot out there and, and the Shakhtar kind of Gandhi away game, which, to be fair, was just thrown in at the deep end. So he can maybe get more away with that one, but it was never that great against MD else. Not in the Champions League group stages, anyway. And again, he was found wanting against Liga Warsaw. Yeah. So if we can get some money for him, I don't think I'm too disappointed. We, I think Celtic still need to replace... The defence, <laughs> at least the central defence, because as a Gary, I still like, but wish they get right back, he's good. Adam Matthews has been rumours he might leave. I respond to. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. His pal was away in January, so, uh, Joe Ledley, so. Um, I think there'll be a few changes in and out of Celtic, regardless of what happens with the Champions League, how quickly that will happen. Ambrose is a, a luxury. Ambrose is a right back. This is the problem. Forward. He plays right back for uh, Nigeria, and. He does get caught out quite a lot in uh, centre back for Celtic, especially against better opposition. Charlie will grow back to centre back, maybe. That's probably one option, but he wasn't that great either against Legia. His I first know, touch of the wall was I... pathetic. Right. Who do we think of the Pelicans? Right. Oh, relegation, I will move on to relegation. Uh, I think that Kamarnock's the obvious one because they've lost Boyd. I don't think they're going to recover from losing that amount of goals. Uh, was it 20, 22 goals he scored? You can't lose that and recover, especially Kilmarnock. They've got a good signing in Hamill, but I just I just can't see them getting uh, any amount of goals. Is it Miller they signed? Aye, Lee Miller, that used to be Aberdeen, aye. Aye, but, I, but he's no Boyd, is he? No. I, I don't think he's going to get anywhere near. I think he'd be lucky if he got half the goals Boyd got. So Kilmarnock's my turn. I, th- I think, I don't think he'd be too far off with Kilmarnock, but I think what might save them or at least put them into the playoffs at the uh, spot will be St Mirren because I think St Mirren have been punching above their weight for several seasons and getting rid of Danny Lennon was a mistake I don't think Tommy Craig will uh, last the season I think one thing about St Mirren they've got a bit of experience with Thompson which kind of might help them stay up mm-hmm. uh, possibly uh, but I, I don't think they've got anyone to get in the ball these days did McGowan leave? I think yeah uh, he did uh, he's gone to Dundee yeah. I think Dundee um, yep. I, I think Ross County um, mm. I think I think they'll be the ones to go down. I can't I can't see anyone in that squad. Like, in terms of you saying like come on at losing Boyd, I can't really see anyone in the Ross County squad that's going to score goals. They've signed this boy from Ireland, Liam Boyce. I don't know whether maybe he could do well, but aye, and I don't I like Ross County. Well. Was that Cliftonville he was with? Aye, I don't, he's yeah. no bad. Um, so I don't know, but I, I, I hope Ross County go down. I don't really like him. Uh, I, don't, I don't see Ross County being top six, but I think I think Dundee might be top six. Good makings of a team there, and they've made some good signings in the summer. I agree with that. Yep, I'm really impressed with the signings like Greg Stewart, Cowden Beath, decent, decent striker for a side that finished second bottom of the league. I think he got 11 goals, so Hi. he's a decent striker. Uh, Kevin Thompson, yeah, we all know what he's capable of, whether he can return to that. It's another thing, McPake. I think it's a decent sign. The big peak, yeah, I never heard that one. Uh, no, that just that just backs up what we're saying. I think Dundee have made some astute signings. They've also said if he stays out of jail, I think he could be all right. And Harkins is, uh, I like Harkins. He's he's the epitome of a, a luxury player, but I like him. Uh, and he's only thirty. You know, I thought he was close to retiring. See, when I heard that uh, he had left St Mirren, I thought that was him retiring. But no, he's only thirty. Uh, they've signed a couple so, of German guys as well that are getting spoken quite highly of. Uh, Conrad and Tinkulich, they've both been kind of getting talked about quite a bit in pre-season. And by all accounts, Dundee are looking to play with a bit of style as well this season. So we are in Hamilton to stay up? How, I, think, I think Hamilton will be in the playoff spot. I don't know. I think Hamilton will be all right. don't know why. I don't know why. The bookies have got them as, well, they're outsiders for the winner. I've, I've not got bets for relegation, so ah, I just you'd... have to assume that your favourites to go down based on the higher if, odds. If it's anything like England, what generally happens is a playoff winner is a favourite to go down again. So obviously yeah. uh, Hamilton were our playoff winner. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if a favourite could go down. But I, I think uh, I think it could end up being a 
top four of Celtic, Aberdeen, Dundee United, Marwell, and the, the other eight, pff, who, it could be, it could be an eight-team relegation battle. To be honest, St Johnston, if they lose Stevie May, you'll be wondering where they're going to get goals from. Has anybody well. come in for him? I've not heard any rumours. Rotherham, uh, Rotherham, Rotherham are in talks. They've put in a bid. I think they might even have put in a second bid. I still, th- I still think St Johnston have got a good enough team there. They'll be top six, even if they did lose Stevie May. I mean, it'd be a blow. And they probably wouldn't be challenged. a decent Europe. striker for them. Yeah. They've not said to anyone. They haven't needed to. And I don't think they're going to. Tommy Wright's been told that there's there's nothing It's a there. good, solid young yeah, team, though. Which is a shame. But then they've got a boy. Who's the young boy, actually? Is it Kane, I think? That was on loan last season at Aloha. I think he's a striker, so I don't know whether maybe they're going to maybe rely on mm. youth a wee bit. Whatever youth's coming through. Also what? Which most teams, most teams will probably be doing. I think that it's good. To, and St. Johnson run the, the club very well in terms of the finances, but it's just a shame that they had a, a good run in Europe last season and that hasn't led to money being in the pot for Won the Scottish Cup as well. I did hear from uh, my mate who's a, a season ticket holder there that they're looking to purchase training ground because right now they hire Stirling Uni. They've got uh, some parks there, so they, they pay them to train and they're looking to use some of the money that they accumulated last season and that, which is, is good for the, the long term. The club just in the short term it's not not very good mm-hmm. if they can't sign anyone at all. Uh, and they're letting players go. Hasselbank left. I, I quite liked Hasselbank. He was the kind of guy that I liked how strong he was for such a wee yeah, guy. Was scoring his dosh. Wasn't the, <laughs> I wasn't the type of guy that he, he wouldn't give you a consistent seven, but he was the type of guy that had something in him and he was good to bring on as a sub with his pace. Uh, Paddy Craig, I thought he was decent as well. He's left. Uh, they've got Brown, I suppose, in midfield, but I don't know. I, I think if uh, May does go, I'm sure that they'll get some of that money to spend. I'd like to think so. If they're already spending money on infrastructure from the money they got from the Scottish Cup, then maybe, yeah. Yep. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, if I was going... 1 to 12, I think I'd have Celtic, Aberdeen, Motherwell, Dundee United, St. Johnson, Dundee as a top six. And then a bottom six of Partick Thistle, Inverness, Ross County, Hamilton, Kamalot, Suburban. I don't see Inverness being anywhere near the top six this season. They were in free fall after Butcher left. Yep. Uh, they've not, one thing though about Inverness, they've not really made many changes to their squad, so that might help in terms of them still doing reasonably well. But John Hughes. Mm-hmm. Didn't seem to be getting the best out of Billy McKay, certainly. No, no Billy McKay. Um, he took over. I'm actually surprised Billy McKay's still there, you'd think. And we spoke about it quite a bit last season. You'd think someone would have come in for him. Todd? Yep. Even if it was so, like one team down south. Looking away from the, the top tier, then, we're going to go down to the, the championship. And I'm going to say to win the league, I'm going to go for Rangers. Okay. I think it's fairly it's obvious. Being a Rangers fan, obviously. But I think Rangers are going to win it. I think second place will be Hearts. And I think Hibs will have to settle for a fight for third place. I think Rangers and Hearts will be pretty clear. That. It would be really, really funny to see a Hearts versus Hibs derby. Two legs to play off against Kilmarnock. <laughs> I, I just don't know what to think of uh, Hibs. Just because there's so many changes there. Aye, it's such a such a change. Hearts are pretty solid, eh, but Hibs, there's been such a, a flush out of players. I'm just not sure how they're going to handle life in the championship. Made a good signing to Scott Allen if he can get back to what it was like at Dundee United. That's a good signing. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he opted to sign for them because they're not they're not a club in the ascendancy. So I just I don't know what his motivation is there. Probably I thought he could have got that at the, the top level. I know the uh, Rangers were interested whether he was going to get regular football. There's another story, but I think he could have been looking at the top tier because Hibs are going. To, I think Hibs are going to be in the Championship for at least two seasons. Well, uh, I think it went. Yeah, I think I, I think they've stops. They needed a clear out. They've had a clear out, so they've got Alan Stubbs in place. I personally think Terry Butcher was hard done by. Uh, I think that Hibs job. Is a, possibly a poison chalice. It'll be interesting to see if things change really on Dempster and uh, so in between the manager and Rod Petrie, who's probably got eyes in the SFA presidency at this point. Um, but I, I, I think I think the changes that need, were needed at Hibs 
most of them have took place. Let's say, we'll wait and see what happens around Dempster. They've got a proven goal scorer at that level as well. With that L. Halogi. Yes. It was at Falkirk a few seasons Aye. back. That'll help. The, so so they're, they're certainly making of a team there. How quickly they'll gel could be a key point. And we may see that tomorrow night because you'll be up against the Rangers team that's mainly been there already. Those that haven't been there have been there before. Because they're all yeah, it's, it, like the the current Rangers team starting to look like a tribute act to the team that played in the first flight a few you know, the top flight a few years ago with the likes of Kenny Miller, oh, and Chris Boyd up front again. And I think I, I mean I, I I'm not a huge fan of Chris Boyd against top opposition, but he's not going to be up against top opposition this season. So I'll be shocked if he doesn't have thirty goals this season, at least. It, this is his level, I think, yep. and he will rattle goals in for Rangers. And he's got the perfect partner in Miller, yeah. somebody who's willing to work hard. I always thought Miller and Boyd was a cracking partnership. That's if they play two up front. Should they play two up oh, front? Aye. I oh, think they will. Aye. I think they will, yep. I think that it's they've too many uh, too many players because you've got Boyd and Miller and then you've also got Daly and Clark all looking to play the, the striker role. So I think they have to play two up top. Uh, I don't really know how Daly's going to fit in. I would get rid of him, but it's just because I, I just don't rate him. Uh, not how he fits into Rangers' style of play, anyway. He may put. He may put it back. Uh, um, I think covered there, and I don't think he. I don't think we could afford to play him alongside Jig because both of them are pretty slow. Jig will uh, still be my colleague at centre back then. Do you not think it'll be Salukas and McGregor? Mosny? I don't know. See, you've got McGregor, Mosny. No, but in the first uh, game after I like send it off. Aye, for his head, but yeah. <laughs> Aye, he's a silly he's boy. He's a silly boy. Aye, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, the bookies have got it fairly close. Uh, Rangers 49 with Coral. Uh, Hearts are 72 with 32 red. Hibs 71, Falkirk 41. And then I don't think there's much point in going it's, any further than that. It's certainly not the runaway that the, the top flight is. And I, I can understand why, because yep. Rangers have still got the problems off the field. Now, if yep. that can affect the team, and there's still a chance it will, I mean, I'll be interested to see what attendances are like in the, the first few games at Ibrox, because... It'll be very interesting no idea. season tickets Yeah, I've no idea what the season ticket sales are. When you compare that with Hearts, they're approaching, was it 20,000 or something? That'd be sellouts every week, I think. Tynecastle's buzzing because they know they've rescued their club. They're on a high for doing that as 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 a fan base in, in general. Whether they'll have the team to match that fan base is still to be to be proven because there's still a good core of the team that were there last season of the 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 youth team that have okay they get relegated, but they were always expected to get relegated. They learned a lot for that, and I think they'll come back fighting this season. So it's it's going to be interesting to see between the the, the, the three teams. I don't. The no, Hearts think... were top six based on two thousand and fourteen results. Yeah, I mean even I'm sure that they sneaked into top six if you just took two thousand. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean even if you take the 2013-2014 season as a whole, they finished eleventh on on purely on football. It was a fifteen point deduction that killed them. Yep. But they finished above Hearts. You think yep. you would think the signings are Gomez and Bob, and they'll both do about championship level. Wasn't that long ago they were kind of top players for Dundee United? I know last season they weren't as good. I don't know about Gomez. I don't know. Again, he's a player that we all know what he can do. But he just didn't... He wasn't fancied at United for whatever reason. It was really just substitute appearances that he was making. So it's difficult to to say how he's going to be uh, bobbing. I've I've not seen a lot of him, to be honest. I've not seen a lot of game time, so I can't comment on him recently. I think it'll be interesting. Um, they have certainly dropped a level now because they're in the championship as opposed to the top flight. But it's hard to say they've dropped a level too much, obviously, because there's, there's other top flight players in there this season. I think the, the other interesting right. thing about the championship will be can any of the other teams offer up anything like a challenge? I mean, I would love to see Falkirk, Falkirk. get in there. Falkirk have added some experience to the side anyway, with maybe Jimmy McDonald from Hearts and then Tyler, who was a Hibs. So that added to their youth might be, they might be not, they might compete as well. Peter Houston's coming as well, as manager. It'd be good to see them competing, it'd be good to see a, an open league. I, I would hate to be sitting here talking about the Championship and it's three teams every week. I think, and I, I don't think anybody wants to see that, apart from probably BT Aye. Sport, who only care about those three teams. Aye, I thought that was a bit disrespectful to our team. Aye, I, I, the, the contract was always already there that they were going to show the top flight and Rangers games. 
And I hoped yep. throughout the so summer did, yeah. that what was going to happen was they were going to go and renegotiate that and get a few more games. All they actually came away with was Edinburgh Derby's. That's disappointing. Yeah. I would like to see something it's like Hearts and Falkirk. Hearts and Falkirk could be a cracking game. Yep. Yep. That's where BBC Alba should be stepping yep. in. And they do. No, they, yeah, BBC do. Alba definitely they, picked up. I mean, I that might be where they come away with it because BBC Alba picked up Championship League 1 and League 2 games. Mm. Now, how much are going to show League 1 uh, and League 2 remains to be seen. I wouldn't be surprised if they go, oh, yeah. oh what's up, Hearts Falkirk? <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I wouldn't be too disappointed. I hope they still show League 1 and League 2 somewhere along the line. Yeah. So in relegation, for me, I think it's fairly obvious. I think I'm going to go for Cowdenbeath because they only just stayed up in the playoffs and they've lost Kane Hemmings to Barnsley. He scored 18 goals and they've also lost Greg Stewart, who scored 11 goals. He went off to Dundee. So I think that they're, they're favourites for me to go uh, down. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really dispute that. Um, it'll be interesting to see who finishes just above them. Might be Queen of the South, might be Dumbarton. I think I want to win the rest too. Yep. yep. Or Alawa as well. Aye, aye, because Alawa were, were a bit of hit and miss. I mean, they didn't seem to struggle as badly as I thought they would when Hartley left. But it'll be interesting to see how they get a full season. Yeah. I don't know. So, away from the Championship then, in League One, I think Dunfermline. Aye. They jump out as me because they've made an excellent signing with Michael Moffat. He scored 25 goals in was League it, One. He was top scorer last, last season, season in the league, if I remember He was. Which isn't yep. bad, given the Rangers and the league season. Aye, didn't sell it on the charity Full-time team as well, didn't sell Yep. And I think that they they were so close to going up in the playoff. They did very well in the, in the first leg. And they just something changed in the second leg. I don't know what it was, but they definitely looked favourites to be going up. So I think Dunfermline, they are evens to go up. Uh, second favourite is Morton. At I'm to see Morton Slowly. get on after the dismal season. Well, am I even allowed to say Morton had a dismal season last season? Being a Celtic fan, because they only had one decent result last season. It was against us. Ah, uh, it was a it was an interesting season for them. Aye, uh, they've made a lot of changes as well, Morton. A lot of comings and goings. Yeah, there are another sort of hubs that are a complete unknown as to how they're going to go on. They might do well, they might not. Aye. Uh, in relegation, I was thinking still in Albion because they they only managed to finish third in League Two season before, and they got up via the the playoffs. So I'm going to go for them as relegation favourites. Yeah, uh, going down to League Two. This is when it's starting to be a guessing game. <laughs> I'm looking at the bookies, and they've got East Fife as favourites, uh, eleven to four. Uh, Arbroath five to one. Albion Rovers and Clyde six to one. So it's, it's guesswork for me down there. Uh, the relegation, who knows? I'm going to go for East Stirlingshire, just as a they're a kind of a regular for finishing bottom. <laughs> I think that Queen's Park will step up, knowing that relegation is a, a possibility. Uh, I think Queen's Park might suffer for still being homeless for a while. Because Hamden... Ham, Not until Christmas, yeah, I'm Hamden sure. hasn't turned in back into a football stadium until the new year, so... Unfortunately, to be perfectly honest, I would leave it as an athletic stadium. It's a fantastic venue for that. It's a terrible football for football. A terrible venue for the football. The problem is, Chris, I've seen pictures of the Diamond League, which they played yeah, at Hamden. Yeah, it was empty. And, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I, there's large sections there, there is an argument to say that that's, that's going to be the regular. But then there's also an argument to say nobody went to the Diamond League. We were all saving up to go to the, uh, the Commonwealth Games instead. I reckon if you left that, as an athletics stadium, took some decent competition to it, got to see the likes of Usain Bolt actually doing 100 metres, as no just in the relay, maybe got a few other big names in there doing stuff, you would be able to get a decent attendance at Hamden as an athletics stadium. But like, we're never going to know because like, they're going to rip it up. Yep. The only problem with that is how often it would be used as an athletics stadium. How often stadium. is it used as a football stadium? Well, it's used every, every second week. Right. Right. Three men and a dog attending it. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a lot of Queen's Park fans would be happy playing elsewhere. Uh, Lesser Hamden, for example. Yeah, I would use Lesser Hamden. That's big enough for Queen's Park's uh, fans. It's probably big enough for any of the visiting fans as well. Yep. I think we'll see what happens with the SFA. Yeah. The lease is coming uh, up, and I think that's going to be a big decision. This is the problem, though. By the do. time that lease is even relevant, it's back to being a football stadium. It's back to being a football stadium next year. That lease doesn't run yes, until 2020. But... So. Are they really going to say, oh, we've got this big football stadium here, but we'll just stop using it? I can't see that. 
Which is a shame because the, the, the obvious answer to me is use Murrayfield. Because I've seen football in Murrayfield. I've seen the atmosphere in Murrayfield now. Because uh, the only other time I've been to a football game, Murrayfield was Barcelona and Hearts. It was a friendly. Yep. And I had a friendly atmosphere. I think, aye, I think if we could improve Hamden, if we could turn it into a football stadium rather than what it is now, if that's possible, if the money's there to do that, essentially. It's hard to see what you would do with Hamden, though, because there's too many problems with it. One, it's too small. It's ridiculous having it as the second biggest stadium in Glasgow when you it's habitually used to uh, host the likes of Celtic and Rangers games as neutrals. Uh, the Behind the goal is too far away for the action, but it was, mm-hmm. was fine when you were standing on it back in the good old days. But now, when you're seated, it doesn't work. So how do you bring those stands closer to the action? Yep, I think I agree. Technically, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a difficult one. You need to get an architect in to tell that one because I have no idea. That to me is a big flaw. No. The other big flaw is the atmosphere goes up and out because of the, I don't know what they've done with it. The Hamden Road used to go down on the pitch, it now goes out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not steep enough, that's for sure. It's not got, it needs more tears for me to get everybody a bit closer. I thought that's usually plenty of tears at Scotland games. Hey. Oh, oh, recently. Uh, I've got high hopes for this campaign. Aye, apart yeah. from the prices. Ah, uh, well, I've got a high blank balance and all. Thanks very much. Aye, uh, Gibraltar. Uh, 45 quid. Mm-hmm. Aye, thanks very much for that. Yeah. Uh, the cheapest ones are 30 Don't quid. worry. Aye. The, the SFA, they'll send us free tickets. Don't worry, John. Chris will not get free tickets because he's oh, already paid for it. Oh, are we getting free tickets? I'll have I'll a one. I'll have a new one. I'll need to do something because I'm not going to fill it. Not that price. But it shows you, shows you how bad it is when they're saying that uh, each season ticket holders will get two extra tickets for folk. Yeah, they're already doing that. So, how many season tickets have they sold then? This time it must be a, another drop from what it was I last time. So. Um, so, if I'm, I think if I'm going to end the games, I'll be asking my mate nicely if he'll give me a plus one. To be fair, they have listened slightly. <laughs> Because originally when it came out, you had to buy all your individual match tickets up front, and they've changed that recently to you can buy them closer to the time. So if you didn't buy a season ticket, you could still buy them at your the SSC discount price. Aye, but what is the discount price? I'll tell you what, it's no. It's not going to add up to 50 quid that costs you to be an SSC in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I, didn't, I know it's, but I think the last campaign, the top ticket was 35 quid. Yeah. So they've increased it by a tenner, which is... Pretty much, it's, it was something like, I think I like, it was about thirty percent increase. Aye, the only game you would pay that is the Germany game. Yeah, it's a world I, would, I would accept that because it's Germany World Champions, but no for Gibraltar. It's not as if we've got a glamour group. No, no offense to our teams, but Gibraltar, what is it? Poland, Ireland, and is it Georgia? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I tell you the price in last Aye, year. Georgia, Georgia, the game at Ibrox in September. Yeah. I managed to get to two games for free because my mate had a season ticket and he couldn't make it. So the pricing was fine for me. What's <laughs> it, October, sorry. We, we, we play I, Scotland, Georgia at uh, Ibrox in October. Then we get Ireland and Scotland at Celtic Park. Yes, that way in. <laughs> I, don't, I would never have played the Ireland game at Celtic Park. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then a few days after that, we get England friendly at Celtic Park. And then after that, we're back at Hamden. And she brought on March next year or something. What, what was the price of season ticket? Was it 250 uh, The cheapest one was 190 The next one was 250 So if you paid 190 you're behind the goal. Mm. What, that's five, what is that, five home games? Six, because it's Clunge of Friendly. What, and Clunge of Friendly against yeah. England? Yep. Right, all right, okay, so... Mm, well, nah, still, that's crazy. Yep. Yep, but I, I think it's too expensive for me. But I might try and get to the odd games. I do like I, I like going to the games, but another reason it's put me off is the fact that the games are all over the place in terms of what day they are. Yeah. Saturday, I used to, I, I like my Saturday afternoon. So Friday night, Sunday up, night, Tuesday up. morning. I don't think it's a Tuesday one, but it's Aye. a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Aye, go on your lunch uh, break. <laughs> I'll just nip the Hamden. I'll be back well. <laughs> Aye, it's all right for the TV viewer. All these different kickoff times, trying to to spread them out. But during the last campaign, we had the, the Friday night games, and I thought, all oh, right, that's brilliant. We'll get some get some TV on the Friday night, and then the Saturday we'll have the full day of sport again. But no, you were getting the games on the Friday night, and then there was nothing, no football uh, on the Saturday or Sunday, and it was just it, it was almost like a, a waste of a weekend. 
See, what's useless as well is the fact that these games finish at 10 o'clock. A lot of last trains for folk going home are 11 o'clock. Yeah. So folk are trying to rush back into town, so you're probably having to leave the game early. They don't put on enough buses to get back into Glasgow because it's almost impossible to get a train back in unless you leave early again because the queues are massive. And so if they are doing that, they're having these games, they need to make sure they can get folk back into Glasgow for getting maybe to like Aberdeen, Dundee, Edinburgh, whatever. It's tight for me to get the last train at 12 minutes to midnight. It's tight for me Aye. to get from Hamden to Queen Street because of the massive queue. See, I just drive. So I'm I'm <laughs> Aye, and you live in Glasgow as well. I'm, I'm actually the, the, the right side for Hamden as well. <laughs> Aye, you're the closest. My last train on Friday is ten, just after 10 past 11. And the last campaign I was having to leave five minutes early to make sure I was going to get back into town. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just checking the, the fixtures here, and they only got up to June 2015. But you've got the Germany game as a Sunday night, away from home. The first home game is the Scotland-Georgia game at Saturday at 5 o'clock. That's not bad. Uh, after that, yeah, that's, after that's... that is Poland-Scotland, which is a away game on a Tuesday night, which is just after the, the Scotland-Georgia game. And in November, you've got the Scotland-Republic-Ireland game on the Friday night, which, again, isn't too bad. Friday night football at Celtic Park, cool. What time is that? 7.45 kickoff. Aye, and Parkhead, I nightmare for getting back into town. Well, you just wind up having to walk in, generally. And then you get Scotland, England, the Tuesday after that at 8 o'clock at night. And even the, the March game, the Scotland Gibraltar game, is a Sunday at 5. So it's. They're not that bad. Public transport on Sunday is pretty bad, though. Aye, no, I mean, the, the 5 o'clock kickoff's probably alright. Aye, that's not too bad because uh, it's a reduced service for the trains, but at least the, the last train's easily yeah. done. It's half eleven or something. Like yeah. Uh, I want to move on to the Premiership predictions for the opening. Did we weekend. predict who was coming out of the, the third division? <laughs> I don't think we did. Uh, I oh, I we went for East Stirling to get promoted. But no, it was East Fife. Oh, all right. Oh, to, I was saying to come out as in to go to drop out uh, to be promoted. I I didn't jump in because I, I said the, the prices is five for pre- favourites we are both saying favourites yeah. see I reckon re- uh, we're both I'll be interested to see Barry Ferguson gets on at Clyde aye then you've got Darren Young at Albion Rovers it's weird these folk kind of becoming managers when you remember them when they were 17 <laughs> starting out playing <laughs> football yeah like right that means I'm getting older now then, doesn't it? That, that wee Ned, uh, that wee Ned managing Clyde. That's the way I think of Barry Ferguson, I, I still remember that wee guy kicking in a chippy or something like that after his team comes 6-2. He's going to play a manager as well, so that could be a fact, I don't know. You would think he'll still uh, have the ability to play at that level. I really hope that Rangers beat Hibs because I'm sure they've got Clyde. And uh, sure, it's in the Challenge Cup. It's in one of the cups, but they've got Clyde in the next round. Oh, Ibrox. Oh, that would be good if Ferguson came back. I'd be nice to see, aye. especially if he's playing. Is he player manager? Player manager, aye. I think it's probably going to be like when Paul Hartley started off as player manager at Awa. I would think he's probably going to hope he's not having to play. Yeah. But maybe to start off with, he'll play. Right, the Premiership predictions in. On the Saturday, we've got Dundee against Kilmarnock as the first game. And I think I'm going to go for a home win. I'm going to go 3-1. Oh, goals galore. Right, Chris, what do you think? A game of win. <laughs> Come on, Nuck. All right. Uh, uh, aye, I'd uh, probably a home win. Uh, I would go... I'm going to say 2-1 Dundee. Aye, I'm going for a 1-0 to Dundee. Hamilton against Inverness, I'm going to go for a away win, 2-1. One each. Yeah, one each as well, that's what I've got down. Motherwell against St Mirren. I'm going to go for a home win, 2-0. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> 2-0, I can't disagree with that either. That's what I've got, 2-0. That's what I've got down. Yeah. I thought you were disagreeing there, John. I was thinking, oh, no, now I'll like have I them could, here. I put in my predictions the other day, so... I'm doing them right this second. Right. So. <laughs> I, think, I think we've just picked up a charity bit, uh, possibility, though. Possibly, possibly. Aye, uh, then on Sunday... Due to the Europa League, we've got two fixtures. We've got Aberdeen against Dundee How United. How is that on the telly? The big game's on the telly, like... Chris. We've already discussed this. Uh, the biggest game in the country. We've already yeah, discussed was... this in the forum. There was a bit of debate in the forum about that, but... That's uh, the big game in the country. Sense. What are you talking about? Big game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Rangers against Hearts. Didn't forget that. 
That's maybe going to be the biggest supported game, but I wouldn't say it's the biggest game. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's Ibrox. I said earlier, we might not know how many people are turned up there. I'll bet there's a big attendance at that game. It doesn't matter how many season tickets you've sold, I'll bet you sell a lot of individual tickets for that game. There'll be a lot of Hearts fans at it, you would think. Aye, possibly. Just give the Hearts fans the entire broom one road in. In fact, you know what? I was looking the other night and there's there is hardly any tickets available for the Hearts game. I was looking because the stadium plan, you can go and click on the areas and... There's there's a lot of areas that have only got a few tickets left. It's still like the club deck, which is pretty a uh, it's it's the dearer end of the the pricing. That's still pretty good. But other than that, uh, the ticket sales are looking pretty good. Have you heard from Laurie? Is he going? I don't know. I'm maybe need to send him a message. Footy gaffer as well. Maybe footy gaffer. He might be going. Give him a wave. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll go to the, the second biggest game in the country this oh, week. No. Aberdeen against Dundee United. I'm going to go for 1-1. Yeah, that's what I've got for Israel. I've got 2-1 Aberdeen. By the way, I'd like to say, see on your end of production, I like how you've got the, the tops on them. Well, but, uh, th- but then I'm looking at the Aberdeen one and thinking that's last season. <laughs> it is last how season. How can you tell? Sure, it's just a red jersey. No, it's not. It's got the Wales V. Tell by the oh, collar. Right. Aye, we also had that same colour, didn't we? Aye, the, the thing is that the, the kits in last season, they were a bit smaller and they were probably two or three seasons old. So I've updated them, not to the latest one, but at least they're updated. Aye, I'll, I'll keep on that. I'll keep on top of it, John, don't worry about it. No one I'll keep on top of it. Right, Ross County against St Johnson. I'm going to go for a home one because St Johnson are away in Europe. So I think the hangover will kick in. Well, I'm going to go 2-0. I'm going 2-1 St Johnson. I'm going for 1-0 to St. Johnson. Right. Okay, okay. And if, any, if, if anybody's now, wondering, the Celtic part of this game has been postponed for this, this round of games because Celtic uh, can't play him yet because they're still putting the pitch down after the the opening ceremony of the, the Commonwealth Games. I posted, I posted a picture on the official, the, the dedicated Celtic thread on forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk and the pitch is still mud. Yeah. It's still mud. They've not even got round to putting the turf well, down. And that was, what, 10 aye, days, 12 days there's ago There's a problem now? with that. They didn't get it back until the smaller. There's <laughs> some rule with the Commonwealth Games. All the venues were given over to the Commonwealth Games for the duration of the Commonwealth Games. So when it finished the, the, the closing ceremony on Sunday night, they obviously waited until tomorrow, the next morning to hand it back over. So Celtic get control aye. of their stadium back this morning as we record the Monday night. Just wait to... Just, really? wait to, but just wait to get to the Rangers game and uh, Sunday the rugby posts are still up. <laughs> well, they were training on the pitch today and the rugby posts were down. Oh. But there's a bit of grass that they'll need to remove because they, they've done the pitch right up to the, pretty much up to the advertising boarding because the, the try area was really pushing it for, uh, pushing the pitch to the limits for the Sevens. I ended up going to the, the final of the Sevens at Ibrox. It was good. I managed, I managed to get a pint at my seat. Oh, that was good. Well, it was it was a bottle, it wasn't a pint, but it was a bottle of beer, bottle of Heineken. It's about four thirty or something, <laughs> but it still felt good drinking alcohol legally in Ibrox. Don't get used to it. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. I found it funny that I'm not trusted to behave drinking alcohol at a football game. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen you. sevens and have alcohol. <laughs> I've seen you when you're drunk. John, I always behave though. I always behave. Bye. Uh, oh well, uh, alcohol debates for another thing. Aye. Aye. What were we talking charity about? Charity bet. Charity bet. Charity bet. <laughs> right. My bookie have been kind enough to continue the charity bet for another season. It's the same deal as before. We've got £10 on a better for our choice and £10 on a first scorer in the Championship League 1 or League 2. So I think for the main bet, we'll call it, which could be on a game of our choice, Chris, you mentioned Motherwell. We all went 2-0 Motherwell. Uh, so I think Motherwell will get what about Dund- we We've all got Dundee to on as well. Yep. I would imagine Dundee will be an alright price. Dundee prices have just come up with the thought. So. What price are Dundee? Has McBookie so, got the prices up? Oh, McBookie will always have the prices up. That's yeah. how good they are. That's how good they are. Right, so we're going to go for Motherwell and Dundee double. Dundee are what? 64 and Motherwell are 3-4. to four. So if we put oh, a £10 on, bad, on that, we get £43.75 back. 
Are we going to stick to doubles this season I or are we think, going to do the occasion? I think the occasional treble might be an idea, but I think the doubles worked really well Bubbled for us. Bubbles and Fairland. Bubbles and Fairland. Well, see, I was going to suggest Michael Moffat as the first goal scorer. Aye, so was I. Same here. Same Aye, there here. we go. Right, money on nice. Michael Moffat. That's that sorted. Right, this is too easy for us, right? We might as well. I'll text McBookie and I'll just I'll I'll tell them that just to put the money in our account now because there's no point in waiting for the results to come in because we've won. Aye. Mm, they've not got the price up for Moffat yet. Aye, they will do. They never, Aye, they'll they'll probably, they'll probably type it up as we speak, actually. Well, they'll be listening live because you can Aye. listen live to the podcast if you go to Ustream and then if you go to Ustream and can't remember the URL. Is anybody actually I tell you what, <laughs> aye, there's two people listening. They're still awake? Yes. <laughs> I know, I know it's, well, I'm not sure if they're still listening. Aye. Well, hopefully Photographer's listening because we gave him a shout-out. Aye, the Photographer the was listening earlier. We've given well, him a shout-out. Four people listened. I'm not sure if they're listening right now. Aye, four probably, people they, did listen. They probably don't know that the podcast has started again. That's what it is. Well, that's people, it'll be... I've got an advert coming up. Uh, on STV I'll see about that and that'll maybe increase their uh, listenership uh, uh, right now I can confirm that there's zero people listening live <laughs> so the footy gaffers went to bed aye I bet aye aye he's let us down yeah but I'll be having a bet he likes a bet you know it's, it's, it's be, it'd be good if we could get some guests on the podcast this season aye I think so I mean footy gaffers got, would be a good bet for next week given the, the Rangers hearts thing aye I think he'd be a good banter as well good. Guess would be good. When I logged into Skype, Chris, I spotted uh, Derek Ray's online on Skype. So we, we could have gave him a call. Surprised him. <laughs> I'm sure that never did well. <laughs> but aye, I'll, I'll speak to him about making an appearance this season. He's a busy man, though. But we'll see if he can handle it. And aye, getting a, getting a different viewpoint because we've got we've got a solid four with us three and Greg making an appearance and hopefully get Laurie back involved if we can tear oh, him no, away from no, his heart's no, TV. Laurie. No, Laurie. We'll start. When Laurie's home, we don't, none of us get to speak. <laughs> I can't be doing that. He, he's, he's away living the life as think, everyone thinks he's a hearts player. <laughs> Aye. Aye. He's, he's a professional now. He might need, he might charge. Uh, I don't he's know. That's podcast probably beneath him. He's just... Aye. I've not got the budget. Well, uh, especially the money you're paying us this season. Aye, I know. I know. I'm skint. I've told my kids they're not getting clothes, new clothes for the new new school year because I've been used to. So <laughs> scary. When do we get paid then? <laughs> it's end of the season, is that? End of the season, ah, checks right, okay, post. Right. That kind of thing. Right, well, thanks you two for coming on and thanks the two of you for doing the World Cup podcast. I know what Even though we never done the last one. No. <laughs> Nah, it just didn't work out, did it? But these things... It's just timing. I mean, it's hard to f- do a, a summer podcast when people have summer holidays. Not that I'm yeah, jealous of you two. Exactly. When you're jetting off to Egypt and heading off to festivals while I'm at home looking after the wane. Uh, <laughs> Skint. That's, uh, that's the way it should be. That's, that's I'm, I'm like be. the wife in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How's the breastfeeding going? Uh, it's all right, yeah. <laughs> what about tender? You need to get the pads. You need to get the pads for any seepage. <laughs> right, well, thanks for coming on, and we'll be back next week. Same time. Same time, same bat place. Same, same place. bat channel. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you later.